Happy New Year, Valley family. We are in the roaring 20s. Can you believe that? Uh, we are in 2020, brand new year, fresh opportunities, and kicking off a brand new series as well uh, during our time together. And we're calling it It's Time. Uh, because it really is. It's time. This is going to be our January series, and we're just going to be looking at a fresh start and really how to maximize uh, this month of January, the start of a new year, the start of a new decade, uh, and so glad that you're joining us, especially our Poughkeepsie Valley family at Regal Cinemas, and so many, literally hundreds, hundreds, we had over a thousand uh, join us uh, during our New Year's kind of break sabbatical that we give to our dream teamers uh, just to spend time with their families and, and get refreshed, and now here we are, uh, 2020, and so uh, winding it up, and uh, you know, not winding up the year, but winding up for like a really, really great, exciting uh, year ahead of us, and uh, this message is really uh, interesting. We're kind of using this analogy of kind of like uh, it, the light is green, of like a street light. Uh, my wife and I just got back from, we were down for New Year, uh, New Year celebration. Uh, my sister-in-law, Janet, got married, and so we were down in Virginia, and uh, we're driving home, and uh, I think we're in Pennsylvania. We'd just gotten off Interstate 81, got a little lunch to eat, and uh, as we're getting back on... There's, there's two lanes, one that's going forward and one that's turning uh, to go back on the interstate, heading north on 81 there in Carlisle, I believe it was. And I'm behind a car, and they realize, oh, no, I'm in the turning lane. I don't want to turn. And so they begin to try to get into the right lane, which is going forward. And the light turns green for everyone to go on the interstate, and, of course, I'm stuck. And this car is like across two lanes and no one is letting her in and the light's green and you know what happened I acted like a New Yorker now now the people behind us were going like toot toot on their horn I just think if God wanted horns just to be toot toot he would have made them that way and so I was a New Yorker and I was like you know, I got my full like 35 seconds laying on the horn, and it didn't change anything except my wife told me, Greg, that's not the best you right there. And uh, I was like, oh, doggone it. You're right. You know, sometimes she has to remind me that I'm a pastor. And uh, the light is green. Have you ever been there before when the light's green and someone just doesn't even notice? Maybe they're looking down at their phone, which, by the way, you ought to open your Valley app and join us, uh, follow along with us right now. But, but it just causes the light's green. Why aren't you moving? And I think that's a great analogy for this year as we're talking about it's time to go. The light is green. It's go time. And, and so we really need to move into, take steps into everything that God has for us. And we're all about steps here, uh, as, as we've talked about. We talk about regularly at Valley. Uh, you know, our goal, or rather our, our mission statement, uh, our values are know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. You can find that 20 different times in the Bible. Uh, that's why I love it so much. It's not really our vision. It's God's vision repeated over 20 times uh, in, in the Bible. 
And I see that kind of like a spiritual timeline that, that you and I are on, uh, you know, or the steps, the map, if you will, a spiritual map, that every single one of us are somewhere along that map of knowing God, finding freedom, discovering purpose, or making a difference. And, and so that's what we're about as we launch into this new decade and this new year. Uh, in fact, in Poughkeepsie right now, just turn to someone right now and tell them, it's time. It's time. Now turn to that other person that you didn't want to talk to on your other side and say, it's even time for you. There you go. There you go. It's time. It's even time for you. And, and so let's look at it. In Luke chapter 9, verse 57, Jesus is, it's time for him to begin his earthly ministry. He's 30 years old. We don't have much information, just a story or two about him growing up. We know about his birth. And then he's 30 years old, 30 years of preparation before he started his ministry. And when he starts, he begins to call people to himself, call the disciples, and look at what happens as he calls people. Luke chapter nine, verses 57 through 62. On the road, someone asked if he could go along and said, I'll go with you wherever. And he said, uh, he said and Jesus replied to him, are you ready to rough it? We're not staying in the best inns, you know. And Jesus said to another, follow me. He's like, are you, first of all, he says, are you willing, like, this isn't going to be easy. And and following after Jesus 2,000 years ago was not easy. It's not going to be easy for you and me either. But if we're going to be the best, if you're going to be the best you, if I'm going to be the best me, uh, it's going to be difficult. And and so I love the message uh, paraphrase. It's really not a translation. It's a paraphrase of the Bible. And and someone's saying, I'll go with you wherever. And Jesus is like, "Uh, you know, we we, we don't stay at the Ritz-Carlton. That's not what's happening here. It's going to be kind of tough. And then he calls to another and he says, follow me. And he goes on and says, and he said, certainly, but first, excuse me for a couple of days. Please, I have to make arrangements for my father's funeral. That sounds pretty legit, doesn't it? Jesus refused. Jesus said, no. Jesus said, first things first. He said, you following me is more important than even funeral arrangements for your father. This is Jesus speaking. Your business is your life. Uh, Your business is your life, not death. And life is urgent. Announce God's kingdom. He's like, it's time for you to get busy doing what God wants, announcing the good news of what's really urgent. God's kingdom has come. And he goes on and says, then another said, I'm ready to follow you, master, but first excuse me while I get things straightened out at home. And Jesus said, no procrastination. Stop procrastinating. No backward looking. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. I love this paraphrase from the message translation because it really is, that's what Jesus was saying. He was like, the light's green. And and I'm not going to be kind of New Yorkish in this message. Like, I'm not going to lay on the horn, but I am going to, in this series, kind of beep, beep, the light's green. The light's green for you. The light's green in 2020. And we're so distracted by things that don't make a difference, and we're missing the fact it's time to move forward. It's time to step forward. There's always something that keeps us from our best version of ourselves. And, and you know, even that song that we sing around New Year's, you probably heard it for old acquaintance, be forgot. You know, another old Lang Syne. Did a little research on that. That's actually uh, Scottish. And, uh, and, and what they're saying there, basically the, the lyrics of that song originally as is written uh, in, in 
uh, Scotland, uh, was really saying, what should be left behind in the new year, forgotten, and, and what needs to be carried forward into the future? Whether they're old acquaintances, uh, maybe some need to be forgotten because they're not healthy, and, and embracing the new. Some things need to be left behind. What needs to come forward into 2020 and what needs to stay in 2019? The Bible has a lot of scripture around this whole idea of old things and new things. So let's, let's look at some of that right now because really for every one of us, we need to move on. It's time to move. I mean, move on. I'm sorry, that might have been a little too, that really wasn't New Yorkish. That was more, that was more Pennsylvania or Virginia. Like that. It's time to move on. The light is green. What do we need to move on from? Well, first of all, we need to move on from old history. Move on from old history. I'm talking about those events that maybe happened in 2019. Maybe they happened even earlier that, that you've allowed to define you instead of allowing your relationship with Jesus Christ to define you. That, that you're, you're believing that's who you are instead of who God says you are. It's time to, to move on from old history. In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19, it says, Forget the former things. Forget about it. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And sometimes we don't perceive what God's doing, and so we need a little beep, beep. That's my role as pastor. Beep, beep. Remind you, the light's green. Help us to perceive it. I'm making a way in the wilderness, God's saying, streams in the wasteland. So important. If I have to kind of honk the horn a couple times, tap it, to remind us, like, don't you see God's doing something? Let the, don't dwell on the past. Forget about the old history. And, and then we need to move on from the old history. And then we need to move on from old habits as well. Old habits of, of, of ways of thinking and things that we do, actions on an ongoing basis that we know ultimately are, are really destructive in our life. Uh, you, you know, I, I love this verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. Uh, it, it says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything's beneficial. There's, there's a lot of things in this, in this life, there's a lot of things in our country we have the freedom to do, but it doesn't mean it's going to help us. In fact, they actually can hurt us. We've got all kinds of freedom, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, and then Scripture says, God speaks back, but I'll not be mastered by anything. What, what is it that's mastered you in 2019? It's time to leave it behind, those old habits. Not, not to allow anything, any, any substance, any, any drink, any activity, that, that we feel like I can't help myself. You can help yourself. You know how you can help yourself? Reach out to God. He, he's the one that can really allow us to not be mastered by anything. You know, uh, Holiday's over, y'all. And so, you know, there's a time for feasting, and then there's a time to kind of tighten the belt and get back into those clothes that you could wear a month ago. There's a time for that. And, and so, I love food. Now, you can tell I haven't missed many meals. In fact, I hadn't missed any in a while. I've done too much feasting. But, but we're, we've just come out of a time of feasting, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. But, but, it's January now. Time for feet. I'm not going to allow anything to master my life. 
And so I, I've actually got, you know, a little accountability partner. And, and I've got a goal in mind of a healthy way to, to actually lose some weight because I don't want food to master my life. I don't want anything. You know, we've got the freedom, we've got the right to eat whatever we want, whatever amount we want. But do I want food to master me? No. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you say, man, I just can't help myself. You can with God's help. And then we need to move on from old hurts as well. Old hurts of 2019 and even before. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone's a Christian, a follower of Jesus, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. In the new year, it's a new you because of Jesus Christ. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. You know, this word uh, reconciled is pretty interesting. In the original language of the New Testament, which is, is a Greek that's really not spoken today, but 2,000 years ago, what this word means, reconcile, it literally means to bring the balance back to zero. To bring the balance back to zero. In, in other words, every single one of us, the, the worst of the worst and the best of the best, every single one of us owed God a debt because of our sin. And that's why he sent Jesus to live a sinless life and to lay that life down on the cross as a sacrifice and a substitute for you and me. That was what I owed God. That's what you owed God, what Jesus suffered. And then he rose again three days later, paying the debt in full. That's why it says right here, all this is from God. It's not from Greg's good works. My good works will never reconcile me with God. Only Jesus. All of it comes from God who reconciled us, how? To himself through Christ and gave us that ministry of reconciliation. Brought the balance back to zero. New creation. New year. New life. New relationship with God because of Jesus Christ. And, and so, kind of summarizing what we need to leave behind, you know, I can't start the next chapter of my life if I keep rereading the last one. Oh, truth bomb, right there. Just la I'm launching bombs today, I'm just telling you all that, truth bombs all over this message. I can't start the next chapter of my life if I keep rereading the last one. Turn the page. Turn the page, it's time to move on. It's time to leave those things back in last year, and then it's time to make a change. It's, it's time for change, and ultimately, God is the one. We look to him through the power of the Holy Spirit that comes into our life when we receive Christ as our Savior, gives us the power to make the change. You know, uh, so, so I'm entering in, may will be 30 years that I, uh, I've been in ministry, 30 years I've been a pastor uh, in this church, and uh, you know, over that time, obviously, I preached a lot of messages, thousands and thousands of sermons, you know, read the Bible several times and, and ongoing in different verses, and some you preach more on than others. I, I preached several messages on this next verse I'm about to show you, but it just, I read it the other day, and it just rings different to me. It just rings truer. It just, certain things just kind of like jumped off the page to me. And it's Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. It says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach. Again, we're looking at when he launched his ministry. And what did he preach? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. 
This word repent here, this is, you know, it gets a bad rap a lot of times in church because it's kind of like repent, you know, turn or burn, uh, you, you know, uh, and, and uh, that, I think it's, it really gets a bad rap because this is a beautiful word. This word repent is, is in the original language of the New Testament Greek. Uh, it is the Greek word metaneo. And what it literally means is to change one's way of life as a result of a complete change or thought or attitude in regard to sin. So it's changing life because we've changed the way we see sin. We see it now the way God does. And we realize it hurts us and it hurts other people. And so I'm going to change my mind about what God says I shouldn't be involved with, I should stay away from, and I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to see it from God's perspective. And you know what happens then? I begin to change. It's like my wife was saying, uh, I, I become the best Greg that I can be by the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. Repent. And then Jesus says, repent, why? For the kingdom of heaven he says the kings, some of us just need to stop being the king of our own lives because we, we, we're really not a very good king. We're just running our kingdom into the ground. That's our life. This is the kingdom of God. We need a real king. We need a new king, and that is King Jesus. Repent for the kingdom of heaven. Now watch this. This is so powerful. Is near. The kingdom of heaven has come near. It's not as hard as you think when we put Jesus Christ on the throne of our heart, when he's the king. It's not as far away. It, it, this is not, Jesus came preaching and he wasn't about the sweet by and by. He was talking not only about heaven, he was talking about right here and now. The kingdom of heaven is not far away. The kingdom of heaven is near. God is near. And, and so, what does it mean? What do we need to change? Well, the first thing I just want to challenge you in this, I, I think it's time to get closer to God. I, I just feel that for myself. Uh, again, been a pastor for a long time, uh, you know, starting my fourth decade as a pastor. Uh, I want to be closer to God than ever. I, I want to love God better this year in 2020 than I've ever loved Him before, than I've ever loved Him before. And, and so James chapter 4, verse 8 talks about this. It says, come close to God. S snuggle up. <laughs> come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Watch this. Purify your hearts. Why? For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. We need to come close to him. And man, that's kind of piercing when you read this. Our loyalty has been divided between God and the world. You, you know, let me ask you this question. How different would your life be at the end of this year if you didn't miss church once? 52 times. You know, it's possible, especially with our online campus. You know, sometimes you can't be here, work, and all kinds of stuff. I get that, but if you didn't miss one Sunday message this year, how different would you be? I'll tell you what, you'd be better. You wouldn't be worse. Your relationships would be better. It wouldn't be worse. You know, I, I saw recently on, on Facebook, a woman in our church, she posted, I thought, that is the greatest thing I have ever seen in my life. She posted, she's like, because of my commitment to my faith in Christ, member of Valley, she's like, my husband and I didn't have one disagreement over the holidays. 
That's what we're talking about. Well, you put, putting God first, prioritizing God, getting to know him better. Not one disagreement. I wish I could say that. <laughs> Not one disagreement. It's time to get closer to God. See, here's the reason why. If you want something, if I want something I've never had, then I need to do something I've never done. If we keep doing what we've always done, we're going to get what we've always gotten. We've talked about that before. So if I want something I've never had, if I want to get closer to God than I've ever been, you know what? I need to do something that I've never done. I need to change it up. It's time to get closer to God. Here's the second thing. I think for many of us, it's time to get honest with a friend. It's time to get honest with, with, a, with a Christian friend or, or, or circle of friends that can really support us with what's really going on in the in, on the inside. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Confess your sins to each other. We need, obviously, we need to confess them to God, but, but also confess them to each other. Why? Because you can pray for each other so that you'll be healed. Healing comes when, when, when we have a circle of friends, Christian friends that can support us, encourage us, and pray for us when we're going through difficulty. It heals us on the inside. And, and that's why we're a, here at Valley, our, our church, we're, we're, a, we're a church of small groups. And, and even today, we're launching over 40 brand new small groups because we believe God's word works. That's why I'm in a small group. Always have been, always will be. Even at some point when I'm an old, old man and I'm not even pastor of church, I'm still going to be involved in church. I'm still going to be in a group, a group of Christians. Because Jesus had a group and I need a group. And you need a group as well. And we don't just have Bible study groups. We totally refreshed our whole approach to groups. We've got hobby groups. We've got groups for different people. Uh, you, you know, if you want to do Pilates, you can, you can do that for Jesus. Hallelujah. You, you know, we've got all different kinds. of. We've got men's groups. We've got groups for uh, uh, single ladies if they want to be a part of a group. All different kinds of hobbies, interests. We have some that are also studies as well. Uh, but it's not just about the Bible. It's not always about going verse by verse. Sometimes it's groups that, that just sharing their life with one another. You know, as they're uh, sharing a hobby with one another. And so I encourage it. They're wide open. There's probably going to be even some more coming online before all these officially launch in February. But I encourage you to check out our groups because many of them have limited capacity. And, and sign up for and get involved. Because if you want something you've never had, you got to do something you've never done. And maybe it's time to take that step and to join a group as our groups are now opening registration even today. I love this. I've heard this put before. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with another. If you want to go fast, just do it on your own, and you know what's going to happen. You're going to go fast, and you're going to burn out. But if you want to go far, go with another. Listen, people ask me sometimes, especially when I'm in groups with other pastors, they're like, man, you've been doing that a long time. How do you, how do you keep going? Do, do you know that, that pastoral burnout is 95%? 95% of those who start as a pastor do not finish as a pastor. They drop out at some, 95% dropout rate. Do, do you know what has made the difference for me personally? Being in a group. Being in a group of friends. 
because, you know what, I want to go far. So I've got to go with other people. I can't do it on my own. So many pastors I know, they live lives of total isolation. They don't have close friends that they're sharing their lives with. I think that's one of the number one reasons, one of the main reasons why so many pastors burn out, burn up, gone, 95%. If you want to go fast, you just, just go alone. But you're not going to go far. If you want to go far, you go with another. I, I love this verse in the Bible. I forgot the reference. It's in Proverbs, but it says, better a friend nearby than a brother far away. Better a friend nearby than a brother far away. Better a friend nearby who, who when you hit the rocks, <laughs> when you hit the bottom, they can come and knock on the door. Listen, FaceTime's not good enough. When, when, when it all comes crumbling down around you, a phone call's not even good enough. It's, hey, I'm here. I'm here for you right now. And so it's time to get honest with a friend for many of us and to develop those Christ-centered friendships. Here's the third thing. It's time to get in tune with my purpose and passions. It's time to get in tune with my person's uh, with my purpose and passions. And we talk a lot about purpose uh, here at Valley. Well, one of the best ways that I can serve you is to help you to discover your purpose. And so many people, they chase after all kinds of things. They accomplish an awful lot, but they never have a deep sense of fulfillment. And uh, I, I want to share this from a different perspective in the Bible because God talks all about purpose uh, in his word. Uh, and that's in Galatians chapter 6. I don't think I've ever done it from this verse before. But look at what Galatians chapter 6, verse 3 through 4 says. It says, if anyone thinks that they are something when they're not, they deceive themselves. When, when we define ourselves by who we want to be instead of allowing God to define us by who we, he says we are, we're deceiving ourselves. We, we're braggadocious and full of pride. It says each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone. In other words, that's the right kind of pride. It's not what I've done, but what God's done in my life. What God's done in my marriage. What God's done in my family. What God's done in my friendships and my relationships. That's what we can take pride in. And it's, and it's the right kind of pride because it's really in him. It's not in my accomplishments, it's not in my trophies, it's not in, you know, any, in my ribbons. Then we can take pride in ourselves without comparing ourselves to someone else. See, the reality is, there's no one else that we can compare ourselves to because each and every one of us was made, created by God, on purpose, for a purpose. That's why we don't dare to compare. That's how you know you're really growing, is you stop comparing yourselves to others and like, God... I want to fulfill the purpose you created me for and, and the passions that you put in my heart. You, I know you put them there for a reason. And so this is so really important. And so even in 2020, here at Valley and the Valley family, maybe you're kind of new, maybe you came at one of our Christmas services, you know, where we saw 58 people receive Christ. Just absolutely incredible time. Uh, we saw, like, I think it was 64 for the whole month, just the month of December uh, alone. So maybe you're just figuring it out, like, yeah, I'm going to make church a priority and, and all that. One of the things that, that I just want to let the whole church family know about that you're going you're gonna to see over this year is a little bit different. We want to be more and more focused, again, uh, th than ever before about knowing God, finding freedom, discovering purpose, and making a difference. Uh, we only, this year and moving forward, we only have events that we're going to be uh, hosting here at Valley, uh, church events that we have, if we believe it's incredibly helpful for your spiritual growth. 
Uh, there, there's no, no, no events that we're going to have that are just like, oh, that, that's nice. Everything that we do, we're just eliminating something so we can focus. We want to be the best at what we do, and every opportunity that we give you is something we believe, we know, uh, we're confident of is going to help you in your spiritual growth. Not just having it because we've always done it. We're eliminating those things. And you'll see as we just kind of walk through this calendar year, it's going to be great because we're going to be focused on our purpose and our passions. The purpose that God created us for and the passions that he's given to us. And so if you haven't before, I just want to encourage you. You hear it all the time. If you haven't gone through growth track, I really invite you to do that. That's, that's four weeks. It's four different classes. Uh, and, and nine o'clock here in Poughkeepsie and in Hopewell as well, every Sunday, and it's four steps, and if you missed the first Sunday, you can jump in next week even. If you missed it in Poughkeepsie today, you can jump in next week at step number two, and then hit step number one the first week, the first Sunday in February. But, but in growth track there, you'll discover your purpose and your passions. Week one is when you actually hear about our church if you want to become a partner, a member uh, of our church. And then we have leadership development as a part of Growth Track as well. And we've taken a lot of time and effort and resources and, and expense to make that an incredible experience. And one of the things I love, just, just since we reformatted all that and refreshed it in October, is like now on a Sunday morning, I see new faces everywhere serving in the Valley family that are now joining our dream team and finding purpose, finding purpose in their lives. Uh, one, one woman I saw, she, she was opening the door and just smiling, welcoming people on a Sunday morning. And someone took a picture of her and, and she ended up posting that on social media about just, just what God was doing inside. And, and you know what she said? She said, I'm glad they didn't catch me with tears because I was crying because it just brought her so much joy. So much joy. So it's time to get in tune with your, pur with your purpose and your passions. I, I like to put it this way. Don't just go through life. Grow through life. Don't just go through life. God's got more for you and me than just surviving. He wants us to thrive. Don't just go through life. Grow through life. Truth bomb. Right there. Grow. Grow through life. And here's the fourth thing. And then we're done. It's time to get going doing something greater than myself. It, it's time. The light's green. Beep, beep. It's time to get going doing something greater than myself. Again, I love the, the message version, paraphrase of the Bible. Sometimes it just brings a lot more clarity for, for, for when we're reading through the scripture of, of, of what it is that God's trying to say. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, message says, God creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work. He has gotten ready for us to do work we had, we had better be doing. It's time to get, do, get going doing something greater than myself. Like I said, just like that woman that She's coming early, just, just a few minutes early, just to open the door, say good morning, welcome to Valley. Just overcome with joy. It's powerful. You, you can't put a price tag on that. That sense of, of fulfillment, of just, I, I'm, I'm doing something to help someone else, to brighten their day. 
and, and I love this. Here's, here's another truth bomb coming at you. Here it is. If I dedicate my life to something greater than myself, God will fill my life with passion and adventure. If I dedicate my life to something greater than myself, God will join, God will fill my life with passion and adventure. You know, I can say that uh, that's not just being a pastor. That, that's just being a follower of Jesus Christ. The closer we follow Jesus and, and, and we really dedicate our lives to something greater than just me and mine, what benefits me and mine, God, God fills with passion. And it's an adventure to follow Jesus. Is it easy? No. I, I'd be lying to you if I told you it was easy. Are, are all your friends and family, is everyone just going to be clapping? Oh, that's so great. No. Uh, all Jesus' own friends and family didn't clap and applaud him. Well, they did after he was resurrected, but, but not until then. His own siblings didn't believe who he was. It's not easy following Jesus. And uh, I know for many of us, you know, just aware of, of, of the start of the new year, that we say, well, that's just kind of like, nothing's really new. It's just a flip of a calendar and a number. Nothing's really new. And, and, and for some, we're just kind of hanging on. The light's green, and I'm trying to toot it. Doot, doot. Maybe I need to lay on it a little harder as your pastor, as your friend, spiritual coach, mentor, if you want to look at it that way. It doesn't, doesn't matter to me. I just want to help you. That's what we're here for at Valley. We just want to help you to grow. We, we just want you to be the best that you can be, the, that you can be the person that God created you for, on purpose, for a purpose, that deep sense of fulfillment in following him. Listen, we've all got regrets. We've all got things that we said, that we did, decisions that we made we wish we hadn't made. But let me leave you with this truth that I think is so important. I can't go back and change the beginning. But I can start where I am and change the ending. The light is green. The light is green. My prayer for you is that each and every one that hearing in my voice, the whole Valley family and those that are new and those that have been here for, for decades and decades and decades, we decide in 2020, I want it all. I want it all, Lord. I want it all, everything that you have planned and purpose for 2020 in my life. I want it all. And, and I'm, the light is green and I'm going to step forward and I'm going to do and I'm going to think just the way God wants me to. I'm going to do everything God's plan and purpose for me to do. And I'm going to be different at the end of this year. I'm going to be the best that I could possibly be because of Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit that's empowering me to fulfill God's perfect plan and purpose. The light is green. Beep, beep. It's time to move. Time to move on. I'm going to ask right now, would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this new year. Lord, we thank you for this new year of opportunities and possibilities. Father, we recognize that we, we, we need you so much in this new year. And so, Lord, 
by the power of your Holy Spirit, we're, we're asking you to, to help us to move on from old history, move on from, from old habits, move on from old hurts, Lord. And, and Lord, that we would make a change to get closer to you, to be honest with a friend, to get in tune with our purpose and our passions, and to do something, to get going doing something greater than just for ourselves. Lord, I thank you for the courage and the boldness and the faith, Lord, that we can trust you in this year and we can follow after Jesus closer than we ever have. And because of that relational distance being closer than it's ever been, Lord, we'll be better than we've ever been. Lord, we just pray right now, Lord, that we would move forward and that we would move on into all that you have for us. Right now, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I want to give you an opportunity. If you're here today and, and maybe you've never, you've never just taken that first step, the light's green, that first step of receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, he reconciled you. He, through his life and his death and his resurrection from the dead, he brought the balance back to zero. That's why he came that's why he lived, that's why he died, that's why he rose again. The Bible says if we declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And so right now with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I'd just like to lead you in a prayer that you can repeat after me. Just open your heart to Jesus right now and invite him into your life as your Savior and Lord. Just repeat after me now saying, Heavenly Father, Forgive me of my sin. I turn from my sin today. Jesus, I ask you, be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for living for me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising from the dead for me. Jesus, I ask you, lead me, guide me, direct me, by your Holy Spirit from this day forward and I will follow you. Amen.